Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason LaConfora and Odyssey Sports Original. Welcome to the latest edition of Baldy's Breakdown. We come to you guys, as always, from our friends at Odyssey. I am Jason LaConfora at Jason LaConfora on Twitter, and I have the honor each and every week to be joined by my buddy Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL to talk some NFL football. And we've reached a point in the offseason where we are going through and sizing up the league division by division. We hope you join us for the entirety of this ride. And speaking of rides, Baldy recently had, uh, I'm assuming drove, drove down uh, to Jets camp. Uh, to see the the their mini camp and the end of their spring work, and so we'll we'll go in this podcast projected uh, last to first. So we'll be finishing with the Bills. I think I speak for all of us when I say that, and we'll be starting in New Jersey with Gang Green with their quarterback, who some might say is a little bit green himself. Baldy, what were some of your impressions of the rebuilding? New York football jets. Yeah. Thanks Jason. Uh, I, I did drive up the turnpike, uh, Florham park, one jets drive, uh, for their second and final, uh, mini camp practice. And really, you know, they have been searching Jason for stability for a yeah. decade. Yeah. I mean, since Rex Ryan and Mike Tanner, Tannenbaum, you know, departed, they really have struggled. I mean, they just couldn't get anything right. No. And so for the first time, there was the owner, Woody Johnson, back from his duties in London with the embassy. Uh, you know, there was Joe Douglas, 
and his staff in the front office. Uh, there was, you know, the new head coach. All right. And for the first time, I feel like owner, general manager, uh, you know, head coach are all on the same page. And, you know, that that's where it starts. I mean, right. uh, you know, I, I spoke uh, yesterday with Robert Sala, the new head coach, and, you know, he, he comes from a place in San Francisco and in Seattle where they've had that stability with coach and general manager and with ownership. And and the results are, you know, they teams have gone to Super Bowls and won divisions and all that kind of stuff. And so that's what he is used to. So his job is to really turn a, a franchise around that has had none of that. And so there's a, a lot of new faces. There's a, a big rookie class that they're excited about, starting with the quarterback, Zach Wilson. And, you know, you look at the you look at the quarterback room, Jason. It's the only room I can ever remember in NFL history where not a single quarterback has taken a regular season snap. Wow. Just think about that. I mean, they've got three quarterbacks on the on, on the roster right now, uh, starting with, you know, with Zach Wilson. And then, you know, looking at last year's fourth-round pick, uh, you know, out of Florida International, all right, in uh, Morgan – and you look at it and you go, wow, James Morgan, their fourth-round pick, didn't have a preseason snap last year, regular season snap, wasn't uh, active last year. Mike White, been bouncing around the league as a free agent. I mean, not one guy has taken an NFL snap. So, that you know, you, you mentioned the quarterback is green. The quarterback yeah. room is green. Yeah. Now, you know, all speculation is that they're going to sign a veteran. It could be Nick Foles. You know, I mean – it, there's a lot of speculation out there, but they need to get a veteran guy in there. Just somebody that knows a little bit about what game day is all about because they don't have anybody there. So, but, you know, there's the usual jet, just Jets bizarreness, you know, and Mikai <laughs> Beckton has got, you know, their talented young left tackle from a year ago who's got a plantar fasciitis issue, who's not practicing. Looks overweight, uh, you know. Hasn't hasn't participated in the spring. You got to get that cleared up. Yeah. Um, you know, last year's second round pick from Baylor, Denzel Mims, has got uh, a digestion problem from drinking too much water, so that he doesn't have a hamstring problem. Oh, you know, just no. the normal array of jet Jets going to Jet. Jets going to Jet. All the yeah. just the Jets. Yeah. So, but you know, I'm talking to Robert Sala. You know, and some of the coaches up there. I've known Greg Knapp has been around the league for a long mm -hmm. time. And, John Benton came from San Francisco, the offense line coach. I mean, good guys, good coaches, quality teachers. Um, you know, they, they they all point to the team that you mentioned that probably the favorite, the Buffalo Bills, and how they've done this over three years. And we'll get to them. But they've, they've had stability. They've built the right way. And now they're in a position where they could potentially be a perennial winner every year. And so that's where they're at. They're at ground zero right now. And – you know, it's it's good to see certain guys out there, you know, in a uniform. C.J. Mosley has basically played one game, right. one half, one game in two years. Right, two years. Yeah. And so, you know, it's good to see C.J. Mosley, you know, in his number 57 running around and, you know, running the defense. And you can, like, you know, you go to position to position, and it sure looks like Joe Douglas and his staff has done a good job of upgrading positions, offensive line. They're really excited about their – Second round pick, Ali Vera Tucker, and there's good reason to, to think that way. I mean, he looks like, 
the real deal at that spot. And it's excited, you know, it's exciting to watch Elijah Moore bounce all over the field and kind of the juice that he brings and how he practices. I mean, there's a lot of reason to be excited, but they've got to put this together and they've got to just stop, like just get their players on the field practicing. That's where it starts. You mentioned uh, the owner being back in town. When Woody was in town before he went to the UK, I, I don't know, controversy or quasi-controversy or, or like stuff just seemed to happen. I can remember being up at Cortland at camp one year and Woody's holding court and he's literally saying, this is the most together team I've ever seen in my life. And the coaching staff is trying to break up the third brawl of the day between the same guys. Woody comes back and he's he's being asked a lot of questions that don't have anything to do about football. It's about allegations against him there. Like you mentioned the Jets and sort of still having that 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 jet stuff hanging over them. I just wonder, you know, if Robert Sala and Joe Douglas are enough to shake that. Because it just seems like they're their own worst enemy. Well, I mean, maybe it was up there at Cortland, Jason, when the linebacker punched out the quarterback, Geno Smith. Yeah. Broke his jaw over an unpaid bill or whatever, you know, the yeah. issue was. And, uh, you know, those things, they're, they're all on you know, on Woody's watch. I mean, you know, I, I'm not picking on Woody. I mean, I think some owners are just seemingly a little detached. I mean, yeah. hiring Mike McCagden was a horrible hire. Hiring yeah. Adam Gase was a ho- terrible hire. Adam Gase hiring Joe Douglas when Joe Douglas is looking at Adam Gase going, this is not the guy to lead uh-uh. us. And so, you know, they've never had, like, the cart in front of the horse. Right. Know? And so that's why I think, like, there, this has a chance just – my experience with Joe, yeah, um, Robert Sala was going to get a job. Um, yes, so San Francisco was going to lose him. They knew that, and so I think he has deserved the chance to lead a team. I, I you, you, you know, I wanted to ask yesterday, well, what's different about Zach Wilson than Mark Sanchez or any other guy they've right. And, Sam Darnold. You no, know, you're going to sing yes, and so you're going to sing all the praises like. But, you know, and that was the question yesterday from, you know, the New York media who wasn't shy about asking the questions. Like, what's different? You know, and you can – you don't know what's you – know, I mean, Woody could put a nice face on. You know, they're in shorts. It's mini camp. We don't know what's different yet. We just don't know. It's too early. Um, I, I'm all for, like, turning a fresh page and saying, I don't know if jet stuff – let's just put it in that hopper. Yeah. If jet stuff can just stop. And can they actually start building towards turning this thing around? And so I, I'm just – I'm really just looking at this thing with fresh eyes right? and new beginnings and, you know, just giving this group a start. And I think, I think it started with a good draft and decent free agent hauling. They certainly have their holes. We mentioned, you know, a quarterback room or not a single player – has taken a snap in an NFL game. I'm, like, I'm, like I said, I've never seen that before. That might change before the start of the season. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's – you've got to give this – they're they've got a, a long uphill climb. There's just no question about it. Well, we got to get your impressions of the quarterback, and I think that is a fair question to ask. How, how is this one so different? And to your initial point, it's clear even if they get – Foles or whatever, some McCowan brother or whatever to be that that 
uh, veteran figure, it's clear this is all set up for Wilson to start day one. I mean, they literally yeah. have provided zero competition to take a single rep away from him. Right. Um, this is his football team. Do you think that is a smart way to go? And do you have any sense of how steep his learning curve might be? Well, I mean, I think it's steep. I, I, I think it is. I mean, he's young. Uh, he does have a, a good arm. I mean, it, it, he, he was showing it off yesterday. He got a good release. I mean, but that's, you know, that, that's just the beginning, you know, uh, when they see, uh, you know, they open up at the Carolina Panthers, Matt rule and uh, you know, Phil snow, the defensive coordinator, they'll have a package ready to test the rookie. Yeah. You know, whether it's a blitz package or disguise zone, man, I mean, it's, he's going to get tested. Um, you know, the big thing right now, honestly, is getting him, you know, to learn a new playbook. And it is kind of a quarterback friendly playbook. Uh, guys that have come out of the Shanahan system. Uh, we have seen a lot of different quarterbacks come through and running backs have success. But really, it really starts with protection of the quarterback. He, he's got to feel like he's just not going to get hit um, very much or very often. And there's just going to be some nice, easy throws off play action that are going to be completions. And, you know, it's going to start with that. But really, when you look at the offensive line, I mean, Mekhi Becton has got a plantar fasciitis issue. He's got to get that cleared up. He needs training camp. Um, you talk to certain people up there that, you know, are around him. He's got to learn how to connect the dots to become a pro, stay on the field. Uh, I, I think the rookie left guard is going to be a good player. But really, there's questions about Connor McGovern and who's the right guard and who's the right tackle right now. There's cop. They've got to get five solid guys up front to protect the quarterback. And, you know, that 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 remains to be seen right now. And that's really Joe Douglas's job. And that's a job that he has prided himself in in Baltimore and Philadelphia being able to do. He did not get it done last year. Not all his fault, a lot of injuries, all that kind of stuff. But they've got to get that they've got to get that part of this team fixed. Because they're only going to go as far as their ability to run the ball and protect the quarterback. You can talk about, you know, receivers and um, you know, upside and playmakers and all that stuff. It's going to start right there in the trenches with this group. Well, while you were at Jets Camp, taking all that in. Another unproven quarterback in the division was generating headlines for a five interception performance. Now, I'm on record all over the place as saying all this May and June stuff is mostly bogus. It's it's to learn playbooks and be a part of installation. And so the coaches can babysit you. They can figure out what how does this guy learn by walkthrough? Does this guy learn through practice? Does this guy learn through the whiteboard? Is this guy good with the temp with the tablet or not is this guy doing his homework or is this guy not doing his homework who needs to be pushed who needs to be mm -hmm. who needs the carrot who needs the stick it's not really about anything that's going to necessarily make win you a football game in september um but when you are someone like tua who got a very quick hook from his coach last year and who People seem to want to fail, or or at least he, he's got a legion of doubters despite what he did in big-time college football. And then you have a day like this when there's not much else really going on. 
Baldy, I don't think that it will will, will shake the kid because I think he's proven at Alabama to be much stronger than this. But if you're looking to accumulate um, reasons for another quick hook, right? If you're looking for reasons not to believe as a coaching staff or whatever, he's providing them. He is. He is. I know. Look, I'm not. The media has their job to do. But one one irritating aspect of the media, and you see it in almost every training camp right now, there's no real way to guard it if you're going to allow them in to watch, is like this media horde that is tracking every throw yes. <laughs> and giving you statistics like it's game day. Right. You know, and so the five interceptions show up and, you know, he couldn't hit the blind side of the barn and, you know, he can't put the ball in the ocean. I mean, all that stuff comes out. And who knows who is at fault, you know? Was the ball right. – did the receiver run – did Jalen Waddle run the right route? I mean, you know, nobody knows any of that stuff. And so I kind of take it with the grain of salt. Now, you know, he's backed up by a now much-traveled Jacoby Brissett, um, you know, that's gone through New England and Indianapolis and now is here and looks like he's really a career backup. Yeah. And you hope that's all he is going to be in Miami. Um, but we have seen – Brian Flores have doubts about play callers. I mean, how many? Yeah, been through a bunch. I mean, whether it's offensive coordinators or offensive line coaches, like he's got a quick hook about a lot of things. Yes, uh, quarterbacks. Uh, you know, he's just trying to put W's on the board, and so you know he has shown an insta, you know, a little instability here in how he wants to build this thing, and it sure looks like the general manager uh, has allowed him to kind of do what he wants to do. So I'm a little bit unsure about exactly what direction they're all going. We know that the offensive line is a question mark. Um, We've got to see like they have drafted three rookies last year. They added pieces, subtracted pieces. Eric flowers looked like their best overall offensive lineman last year and let him fly back to Washington. So, you know, you look at this and you go, okay, where where is this where is the building block that you can point to? And I'm gonna go right back to it again, you know, what the Buffalo Bills are doing. Where is that that step that you're secure and sure about? Because they sure show question marks about it. And and even if you look at the entire, if you look at the defensive side, you know, you look at what Kyle Van Noy and Shaq Lawson, and guys they brought in that we thought were going to be building box, and they're not there. They're gone. So, like this thing looks like it's just in transition period, and the quarterback is all part of it. Now he can make a lot of that go away, and he can clean out a lot of that if he goes out and just balls out and plays at a really high level. And there's not a lot of people he can find, even if you're a two a lover, that feels a hundred percent sure that he's that guy. Um, because the guy that was picked right behind him last year, Justin Herbert, sure looks yeah. like that guy. Oh, yeah. And so that's, you know, when you miss, if you miss, that's what is always going to be brought up. You had a chance to draft Justin Herbert. You know, Chicago had a chance to draft Patrick Mahomes. I mean, all those things will yep. never go away. They just won't go away. It's the way, you know, it's just the way the league is right now. Well, you mentioned they seem like they're always sort of in transition. They're not quite settled. They don't necessarily know at times maybe who they are or where they are in their rebuild. 
I, I have a little concern about them because usually, you know, in this league, it's really easy. Okay, you had that that first year where you push for the playoffs for the first time in a long time. And then a lot of people just assume, well, that's an ascending team like that. You know, that's who they are. And now they're going. Everybody's a year older and a year better. So they're going to get a little better. I don't know, Baldy. That that's not how it works for a lot of teams. Right. I, I think Brad Childress is the only coach in NFL history who had a team win two more games than the last year, like four straight years. You know, usually it's kind of like two steps forward, one step back, three steps forward, one step back. Eureka. You know what I mean? We got the chalice. I I don't know that this is a year for me personally, as I size up everything they've done, that I look at the Dolphins and say they're going to pick up where they left off in like early December before the bottom fell out a little bit and be this playoff team. I'm not I'm not entirely sold. Well, I mean, they're going to get tested right out of the box, Jason. I mean, they open up at New England and play Buffalo. You're going to find out just where they fit in in this division with two big division games right away. And there's probably not a prognosticator out there that don't feel like the New England – we're going to get to them next. But but don't feel like this is going to be an improved team. And nobody will be surprised if Mac Wilson – or Jones. Mac Jones, I'm sorry. Mac Jones, you know – is the starter at some point, regardless of what gets said. And so, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but uh, they're going to get tested right out, right out of the blocks, right away in their own division. And so, you know, if they have been building this thing the right way, and this is Brian Flores' third year now, I mean, they're, you know, they're going to get, we're going to find out a lot about just what this offseason is about. We're going to find out a lot about the quarterback right away. I'm sure Belichick right now has got a package of defense in there that Tua and Brian Flores have never seen. Right. Uh, ready for week one. Uh, you know, I, I just – just certain things that they're capable of doing, uh, the way that they're able to morph week to week. And, you know, I'm sure Kyle Van Noy back in New England mm. can't wait to put something up on Tua. Yep. And I'm sure that every single thing that Tua learned on the practice field has been – uh, process through uh, the experienced eyes and ears of Kyle Van Noy and will be shared uh, gleefully in their game plan that week. Well, let's move to another Alabama quarterback and uh, New England. Uh, Mac, Mac Jones got a little more work than perhaps originally prescribed because Cam Newton was out for a chunk of uh, the, the OTA uh, sessions. We know that New England was as dead set on acquiring talent through free agency, free agency as any team in the league. They had cash and cap to spare. They they tried to burn through it um, on both sides of the ball, but I think mostly on offense where their skill positions were lacking across the board, and, and they, they clearly realized that. And then they draft a quarterback who they, they hope can be uh, someone who sticks around a long time and, and proved to be the long-term replacement for Tom Brady. Uh, how quickly do you think we'll see Jones on the field? I know a lot of this we won't know truly until we see preseason games yeah. and the like. Um, but how improved do you think the Patriots are? Um, what do you like about them? What what questions do you have about them, Baldy? Well, I mean, I, I like the two tight ends that they signed. I like Janu Smith and Hunter Henry. Yeah. Um, because they had no tight ends last year. No, I mean, literally – they didn't have a, a guy there that could play. Now they drafted two young guys, you know, that, you know, you got to give them some time to try and develop Belton Keene 
you know, and you look at Aziasi, I mean, they, they're young guys, developmental guys, third round picks that just, you know, weren't part of the passing game. They, they were, they were the least explosive offense in all of football last year. Um, they, you know, once, once, uh, you know, they, they lost, uh, Edelman. I mean, they didn't really have a receiver. Uh-huh. I mean, Jacoby Myers, you can say, okay, let him in receiver. He still hasn't scored a touchdown in the NFL yet. He's been there for two years. Doesn't have one touchdown catch. I mean, Cam Newton scored 12 touchdowns and he was benched twice last year. So, uh, but you know, I, I think it starts there. I think it starts with this offensive line. We got to see Isaiah Wynn and Trent Brown are the, are the tackles. And both of them have ended up on the injury reserve list over the last couple seasons. So they haven't made it through a season. So it, it's going to start there, but you know, look, you can say whatever you want about Cam Newton, Whatever you want to say, you're going to get the best out of Cam that there is, and it might be, you know, a finished Cam Newton. We, you know, health wise, right. we we don't we really don't know. Um, like you said, we got to we got to play some games here, and that kind of thing. But I do like the signing of both tight ends. We have seen what this offense looks like with two premier tight ends at one yes. point um, in this in journey that Bill Belichick has had for 20 plus years. So. It, it can really be exciting when you get two guys that can play. Both these guys can run. They both can catch. Um, they both are uh, – Hunter Henry is a very good blocker, was coming out of Arkansas, has been in Tennessee or uh, in with, with the Chargers. And certainly Janu Smith was a guy that, um, you know, showed flashes of being, you know, just uh, in every down wide tight end um, that could do a lot of different things. So I, I think that's – they're always going to have – uh, a running back by committee. Yeah. Uh, always. That's always been there. I mean, you go back for 20 years, you know, they, 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 they've always had, you know, multiple guys that had different things. So Sony Michelle will be the starter, but James White's there and Damian Harris is back healthy. And so, I mean, they, like, I, I think this is going to be an improved offense. It has to be. It can't be any worse than it was last year. Right. I, I, I'm with you. This is clearly an improved football team. How much to, to, to what degree and is it enough to make them a January threat? I, I think we're going to have to see all these pieces meld together, how they meld together um, before we know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, we built their whole defensive line, Jason. Yeah. I mean, we, on that side of the ball, I mean, you know, whether it's Matt Judon, I don't think they've had a guy like Matt Judon since maybe, I don't know, Chandler Jones left. I mean, they just haven't had a guy like that, right. but you know, they, they play defense in a different way. They're a, a tough, strict man-to-man pressure team. I, I don't know if Stephon Gilmore is going to be on the roster, uh, you know, opening day against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the, the contract is – They don't seem inclined to trade him, Baldy, you know. I mean, yeah. I, they weren't marketing him before the, the, the draft whatsoever. And, and he's a great player, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't made that kind of money, and he doesn't have that kind of leverage. I just wonder if that's one where – between now and the start of camp, hey, here's some extra incentives. Here's a couple million more. We're going to let you go next year. We're not going to franchise you. We're going to take that third-round comp pick. You know, let's try to win something this year. Yeah, I mean, I, Jalen Ramsey is openly campaigning to come to the Rams and go win a Super Bowl. And, um, you know, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. And Players campaign for other players all the time. Um, but Stephon Gilmore, is a, I mean, I know Stephon pretty good. I mean, he's a prideful guy. We we're talking about the, the defensive defensive MVP two years ago of this yes. entire league. 
Um, corners don't win that award very often. Uh, he's an elite player. Um, yeah, and he knows the system really, really well. And the system is based on his type of talent. Now, on the other side, J.C. Jackson had an incredible season last yep. year. Jonathan Jones is more than capable. Uh, you know, they've got young safeties that they're excited about. Um, you know, and so they, they have a chance of being, I think, really good defensively, especially if Gilmore is there. And I think he knows that. Yep. And so, uh, you know, the last thing he wants to do is go to some losing, you know, franchise. Like, he's just not going to be – that's just not going to be a motivated place. Right. Um, you know, the Patriot way has fit him really well since he got there. And, you know, he's not a guy that talks much or says much anyways. He's kind of a Patriot player, to be honest. Yeah. With you. Um, he let the, he lets the accolades come when they win a lot of football games and they're at the top of the charts defensively. Uh, so, you know, and, and they know that what Buffalo has done, he knows what, uh, you know, what their receiver, uh, can do on that side of the ball. And there's yes. nothing more that he would like than to be able to shut down, you know, the, the premier wide receiver in football from a year ago. Well, that brings us to the Buffalo Bills and and Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. And uh, I'm with you, Baldy. I I think New England ends up probably being the second best team in that division. I'm not sure how big the gap is between them and the Bills. Um, That's why they play the games. But, boy, I love what they did in the draft, trying to find a couple of guys. I I think they're going to use – see how much push they can help to provide in, in the inside, interior. Um, but but also maybe some outside pass rush as well to put a little more bite on that defensive side of things. They've kept the gang together, including uh, Milano, and I didn't think that was in the cards. He didn't think that was in the cards, but they pulled that off. Um, they've obviously become uh, one of the most feared offensive units in the game, and I think the run game is going to be a little more balanced. I think there'll be a little more trust there in that as well. I don't think you're going to see them line up and throw the ball 85, 90% of a, of a critical ball game like they did against Baltimore in the postseason. I'm pretty bullish on the bills. I, I think that the, the bills are the one, if you, you know, you're asking me the, the two teams, maybe three who could knock off the chiefs at Arrowhead in January. I think the bills would certainly have a fighting chance. I don't even think the bills are worried about their division. I think they're, yeah, they're, they're gearing up for Kansas City, you know, and Kansas City's gearing up for them. And I feel like they're on a collision course. That's how I feel about the AFC right now. Now it's, yeah. you know, <clears throat> June football here. But, right. you know, I mean, they Gregory Rousseau and Boogie Basham in the draft, I mean, they last time they saw the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead with Patrick Mahomes carving them up for 325 yards and three touchdowns, they couldn't get a glove on them. Right. And so right. they, they loaded up. Saying okay, uh, we, we we like Jerry Hughes and certain guys, but we we've got to get better at that position. And so uh, they brought in F.O. Bada from from the Carolina Panthers. I mean, they're just they brought in pass rushers, you know, to try and close that gap. And that's probably a pretty good philosophy. It, it's yep. it's it's it can't be stated enough, Jason. The chemistry that Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen displayed last year and the trust that they had in how, I mean, I, I distinctly remember a dogfight they were in against the Raiders week four last year out in Allegiant stadium in front of no fans. And I said at halftime, 
they've got – and, you know, Stephon Diggs might have had two catches, whatever. I said, this is going to be the Stephon Diggs show in the second half. And that was the ignition switch that they hit all year long when they needed to open up the offense. And those two could find each other in any situation. And and it led to Stephon Diggs, you know, leading the league in receptions. And, I mean, there wasn't any any coverage that he couldn't beat. And, you know, they, they've, they've done a great job of kind of building around him right now. And that, that group, you know, adding Emmanuel Sanders to replace, you know, John Brown was probably a good move because you just get another elite pass uh, receiver that is a great route runner that can beat man coverage. And so this, the jump that we all saw Josh Allen make last year all had us kind of befuddled because we, we just haven't seen an arc like this over three years from Wyoming to Buffalo to starter to go from 20 touchdown, you know, touchdown uh, catch uh, 20 touchdowns in 2019 to 37 last year. We, we just haven't seen an arc like that. And, and now we feel like he's there to stay and he's firmly in the preseason MVP category. Yeah. I, I just, other than the pass rush thing, Baldy, I don't know. You know, I think the offensive line is very solid. They've clearly addressed defensive line. I think Tremaine Edmonds is about to take a major leap forward. Um, to a point where I think mainstream football fans, the average football fan um, starts to understand, appreciate, recognize what he's doing because it's going to show up in the stat sheet in in different ways this year because of what's around him and his comfort level in his surroundings. Um, You've, you've highlighted in, in, in passing several times, sort of noting what the bills have done and, and, and how lockstep Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have been, as they tore this thing down to build it back up, um, they have become one of the best franchises in football. No question. Uh, and and this is a team that not that long ago, what, hadn't won a playoff game in 20 years. Well, you know, if you look at the top of their drafts over, let's, you know, since, you know, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott all kind of arrived, um, the only the only pick, and I'm not down on this player, but the only pick you can question a little bit is Ed Oliver. You know, at defensive tackle with the first round pick and, you know, whatever. I mean, but he plays really, really hard. He flashes. Um, this is a big year for Ed. Now, he's going to get star Latulale uh, back at defense tackle, opted out last year. He's a difference maker up front. Um, when you're looking at run defense, he makes a difference. Um, I love the way they build their defense from the inside out. Um, you know, Vernon Butler and the guys that they have, Harrison Phillips and, you know, Brandon Bryant, I mean, all the guys that they have there, along with the middle linebacker that you mentioned and Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, they're they're built really – their safeties have been journeymen until they got to Buffalo, and now they're just a tremendous tandem of yeah. safeties back there. You can't really say enough about Jordan Poyer, Poyer and Micah Hyde and how they play. So, I mean, every pickup that they've made, you know, they've kind of hit on and um, the trades that they've made, it's its just, it's, it's really remarkable because it's really the way every team really wishes they could create their blueprint. You know, head coach and general manager in lockstep, you know, the way that they've drafted, the free agent picks they've gotten, um, the way that they've coached these guys up, 
to the point where, you know, they're a 13 and three team and playing a championship game in three years. It's, it's, it, um, I'm high on the Buffalo Bills, you know, and uh, they get Pittsburgh Steelers at home, um, you know, to kick things off. And, uh, you know, they're going to see Washington in September and, you know, they're going to see some good teams. But I, I feel like Buffalo, you know, has everything it takes to be, you know, that team that's going to make a deep playoff run right now. I am entirely with you. I believe they're the class of this division. And uh, I, I think they're going to see, uh, as you said, a collision course with with the Chiefs at some point in the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think overall, you know, we we believe in the Bills. We think New England is, is rearing back to respectability um, and, and at least playoff contention. And I think the verdict's still out on whether the Jets are still the Jets or at least trending towards not being the Jets and whether the Dolphins are still where they would want to be in their rebuild, which is we've got our quarterback of the future and things are on the rise. I'm just yeah. not sure that's who they are. You know, we're kind of well, still a little bit skeptical, I think, Baldy, of the back of this division and how much better it really is. Well, the you know, the lazy, easy handicapping. When you look at all these divisions, and everybody's going through the same exercise right now, every podcast, every television show, uh, that's what you do when you get to the middle of June. But, you know, the, 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 the easy handicapping is who's the best quarterback? And Josh Allen has separated himself yes. from everybody in this division. And we saw it in big games. We saw it on the road. We saw it in the playoffs. Um, you know, he's just a difference maker. And that's what, you know, New England – once with Cam, hopes they get with Mac Jones. That's what Miami's got their fingers crossed about Tua. That's what the Jets believe they have in Mac Wilson. But Eventually. Josh Allen is doing it, and he's 25 years old. And, oh, by the way, you know, he's throwing to what looks to be – I mean, you could categorize these receivers any way you want, but when Stephon Diggs catches more, more pass than anybody in the league, you know, let's just put him in that elite category yes. of receivers. Um, you know, and so – they're doing everything right, and and the quarterback is real. Like I don't know if he's going to throw a thirty-seven touchdown, right? You know, pass again this year. Maybe he doesn't have to. Maybe it's thirty-two or thirty-three. But you know, his his ability to extend plays, to run with the ball, toughness, leadership, um, ability. You know, just difficulty to defend. Um, it's all there, and it starts there. And you know, he gives every single employer of the Buffalo Bills the ability to have swagger because of his swag. And it's, you know, and so that's, they're all looking up at what he has become and I, what I believe he is, you know, for the remaining, you know, uh, as he enters the prime of his career right now. Well, this has been our look at the AFC East on Baldi's breakdowns. We thank you guys as always for listening, please, wherever you get your uh, podcast, Spotify, iTunes, um, through the Odyssey app, what have you. Please rate, review, subscribe, let us know what you guys think, and hit us up on Twitter to let us know uh, as well any questions you have. Again, I am at Jason Lock and Four. Baldy is at Baldy NFL. And we look forward to chatting with you guys again uh, next week where we will continue to break down the league division by division. Uh, happy end of mini camp, everyone. Yeah. And uh, Baldy, I'll talk to you soon, brother.